Yeah. Look at the other neighbor beside you and say, you look better. Oh, oh, praise God. Hallelujah. Didn't the band do a good job this morning? Let's give them a hand. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Super Bowls today, right? Yeah, yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So Lord, I want to thank the multimedia team. And we got a lot going around here on Sunday morning. All the, the bus ministry going on. And people was praying up in our prayer room this morning. Thank you, sister, for that. And just a lot going on where um, God is just continually working on things here at the church. We're putting some growth group tracks together for new beginners. And just God is doing great things. I believe God is got this church and churches around our area and community on the move. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are going to triumph over the enemy. Amen. We are going to triumph over the enemy. I want to speak just for a few minutes uh, this morning on God is able. Look at your neighbor and say, God is able. God is able. Praise the Lord. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 2, if you'll throw that up for me. Let's read this together. Now unto him... We read this together. Now unto him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us. Let's read that again. Now unto him who is able to do far more abundantly than all what we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 2. Paul says in the very first part of that verse, if you'd leave it up there for me, Paul says in the very first part of that verse, now unto him, now unto him, Paul is making a doxology, he's making a praise of unto him of who God is. Uh, before Paul goes on and, and writes, writes the rest of this verse, I believe that Paul laid down his pen and started thinking about who God really is. Who is God in your life? How big is God in your life? How many you know that the enemy tries to demean the power and the work of who God really is? But Paul picked up his pen in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20, and I believe he just started this off and laid his pen down. And said, now unto him, unto him. I believe he wanted the Ephesian church to know that you're just not talking just to the carpenter down the road. You're not talking to the fisherman that just docked his boat. You're, you're not talking to just anybody. You're not talking to the man at the local market. You're not talking to the local cattleman or the local farmer when you're asking a request or when you're praying unto God, you're praying to the Sovereign Almighty One. You're praying to the King of Kings. You're praying to the Lord of Lords. You're praying unto the Rose of Sharon. You're praying into the Lily of the Valley. You're praying into the Bible says the Great I Am. You're praying to the One who is all-sufficient. You're praying to the Healer. You're praying to the, uh, the One that wants to meet your needs. Paul was making this very clear before he went on and wrote the rest of the verse, I believe. Know who you are praying to. Know who you are praying to. Verse 20, now unto him. 
Paul says, now unto him who is, let's say it together, who is able. Now unto him who is able. That word able is translated from the word dunamis, which is brought out of the book of Acts, where the Bible says, with all power, which refers to the power of the one which has all the ability, all the resources, all the means, all the skills, and to accomplish the objective. Now unto him that is able. God has all the power. God has all the resources. God has anything that you need to take care of what's going on in your life. Some of you walked in this building this morning with troubles and trials and difficulty in your life. Some of you walked in here on fire for God. Some of you walked in here with the Spirit of the Lord walking with you. But others may have walked in here that's been praying a long time about a situation in their life. Maybe they've been praying about something that uh, pertains to their family or their children or their health. So I come to talk to you this morning about God is able. Build your faith to believe that God is able if you're starting a new business, he's able to help you get started. If you're starting in full-time ministry, don't worry about it because God is able. If you're struggling financially, God's able. If you need a physical miracle, God is able. If your marriage is broken, God is able. If you have a wayward child, God is able. If you're wrestling with stress and fear and anxiety... God is able. If you need a downright miracle in any part of your life, I come to testify that my God is able. <laughs> Romans chapter 4 verse 21 puts it like this. And be fully assured, be fully assured that what God has promised to you, He was able and He is able to Perform in your life. Ask the three Hebrew children if God is able. Ask Daniel coming out of the lion's den if God is able. Ask Moses as he brought the children of Israel across the Red Sea if God is able. Ask Hannah that was wanting a baby if God is able after the birth of Samuel. Ask Joshua after he crossed the Red Sea if God is able. Ask Nehemiah. If he's able to help him build the wall. Ask Paul after he was shipwrecked if God is able. Ask Peter after laying hands on the man coming out of the temple if he's able. And ask the disciples as they walk to the tomb if God is able. For God is able to do, listen, he's able to do far more abundantly. Far more abundantly. God is able to exceed your expectations on what He can do. Somebody needed to hear that this morning. God is able to do far more abundantly than anything that you could ask or think. God is more than able to exceed your expectations of what He can do. Can you say amen? 
I believe God can do this, and I believe God can do that, and I believe that God can do this and that. But God is telling you and I, He can exceed anything that we could believe or imagine that He could do. So our God is not has all power and resources and available to accomplish it, but He has all the power, all the resources to supply it abundantly. So supply it with all overwhelming power and supply it with increase. That's why we just read this scripture in, in the scripture of 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 9 and 10. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed, and here it is, and to enlarge my territory, Lord. Not only can you heal me, not only can you bless me, but you can heal me, and then you can take me to, to places in my life I never dreamed, I, I, I never thought, I never imagined. And you can heal me, and you can even add years to my life. For God is able to do exceedingly more than anything that we could imagine or think. Jabez says, large, enlarge my territory. And Lord, enlarge the miracles that's going to happen at Calvary Assembly of God. Lord, enlarge those healings. Enlarge the gifts of the Spirit and the manifestation of the Spirit. Lord, enlarge my hunger for you. Lord, and, and enlarge my, my thinking process of, Lord, helping the hurting. God, enlarge our territory beyond the bus ministry. Enlarge our territory beyond feeding the poor and clothing them. God, what do you have for me personally? And what do you have for this church? Lord, enlarge that territory. Anything I could dream Anything I could think or anything I could imagine, Lord, you enlarge my territory and increase it, Lord. In my family, you can increase it. In my church, you can increase it. With my friends, you can increase it. Lord, enlarge it by faith. You are going to do it, God. You're going to enlarge our boundaries. Amen? Second Chronicles chapter 25, verse 9 says, the Lord is able to give you much more than this. That's why verse 20 goes on to say that he can do anything beyond anything you think or could even imagine. Meaning there is nothing you could ask for or even think big enough. That God does not have the power or supply at his hand to care for you and I. It's it, it beyond anything. He is saying beyond anything you could think or you could imagine. How many of you got big dreams here? If you don't, you need to have dreams. Amen. You got dreams and visions of what God wants to do, whether it be in ministry, whether it be with your children, whether it be with your wife or husband, your personal dreams and visions. Well, God says, as big as you can think, that God can take my children and He can do beyond anything I could think or imagine. Well, Pastor, I just want them saved. Think way beyond that. God can. God can save that young man. We had a couple here last week we prayed for. Since my 21-year-old son has went back on the Lord and doing all kinds of crazy things. And I told him, you know, not only is God going to save him, 
God's going to fill him with his spirit. And then God can do anything they could ever think or imagine. God could use that young man as a missionary. God could use that young man as a pastor. That, God could use that young man as a, I was getting ready to say lawyer. That's that, that, a Pentecostal lawyer, okay? God could use that man on anything he could dream, think, or imagine. So I, I told that couple, yeah, your, your young son might be lost right now, but think, he's coming home. He's coming home, and not only is he coming home, but he, he's coming home to do great things for God. So don't just ask God to save him. Ask God to fill him with the Spirit. Ask God to use him on the platform. Ask God to use him out on the street. Ask God to do mighty things in his life. Don't think small because we don't serve a small God. Amen. Point number four, see, our God is able to create something out of nothing. Our God is able to create something out of nothing. Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 through 2 says, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. God took a formless, empty nothing. Now think about what you're facing right now in your life. We're talking about God is able. You don't know what the doctor's going to say. Now you're waiting on the doctor's report. And you don't know what's going on with the situation with your family or your, your children or, or whatever it may be in your life, your ministry, whatever it may be. Well, not only is God able, but our, my God is so powerful the Bible told me that he took nothing that was formless and empty and he put it in his hands and he spoke to it and at that moment in time, the vast heavens and earth was created. And he said, let there be light. God took the vast darkness and he said, I'm going to speak to it and it's going to become light. And God said, let there be something dividing the waters in two. So God made the air and placed some of the water above the air and below it. And God named the air sky. Evening passed and morning came. This was the second day. God said, I'm going to take, take nothing and I'm going to make some air. And then I'm going to take the air and I'm going to call it sky. Right now, your problem started to get real small. And then he said in verse 29, then God said, I'll give you every seed-bearing plant on the face of the whole earth and every tree that has fruit with seed in it, they will be yours for food. So God took nothing, he created a seed, and then he handed the seed to Adam, and Adam planted it in the ground that he created because everything starts from a seed. But remember, God took the nothing and created the seed. God is able to take your situation. And no matter how bad it looks, He's able today to start the process of whatever you need to happen in your life. And I'm crazy enough to believe that whatever God wrote in this book, that God is big enough to perform. Amen? 
See, God is able to deliver on what He's promised. I mentioned this before. Our God does not overpromise and underdeliver. That's not our God. How many of you like Krispy Kreme donuts? Right, I, I was a, some of you know I was a salesman for Krispy Kreme for, for about 14 years, okay? And, and, and so you go to these uh, places in Harrisonburg, they built one in Harrisonburg, and, and so you walk in and you're watching that donut come down off of the uh, fryer, and it goes down that little conveyor belt, and it runs over those little wheels, and all of this uh, glaze comes down over top of it. And, and, and then it runs around, and they put a, a dozen in, and you pick them up, or some of you three dozen. They don't overpromise and underdeliver. When you eat into that donut, they did what they said they were going to do, right? Give you a fresh donut when the sign comes up on the side of the store, fresh donuts. When you walk in, they're what? Fresh. Now, some of you done gained 10 pounds just thinking about it. <laughs> God is able to deliver what he said he's going to deliver. And there is no overpromised and underdelivered from God. You're facing a fiery furnace in your life. Daniel chapter 3, verse 17, the God whom we serve is able to deliver you from the fiery furnace. You feel like your back's against the wall? You feel like you're in a, a, a prison of doubt and fear? You feel like you're in confusion? You feel like you're locked in a, a prison of affliction? Hold on, my child, for joy is coming in the morning. Your God is going to deliver you out of whatever may be facing in your life. Amen? My God promises and over-delivers. My God promises, and I believe He over-delivers, Sister Tina. What God has promised, not only will He perform it, not only will He do it, not only will He bring it to pass, but not only has He promised it, but He's over going to deliver it. He's going to do far more than I could ever think, or I could ever imagine, or I could ever dream. He's going to perform it. And he's going to do it. I need to step out by faith and believe the impossible. Everything that I have just talked about hinges, hinges on, excuse me, the last part of this verse. If, you'll make, if you could stick it back up for me, please. The last part of this verse. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Everything that I said that unto him that God is able to do is singly abundantly all that we've ever asked or ever thought or think. It all hinges on these last few words. According to the power that works within us. Let's say that again. According to the power that works within us. This passage of Scripture doesn't work on lazy Christians. This passage of Scripture doesn't work on people who are not worshipers. This passage of Scripture doesn't work on people that are not spending time in prayer. It doesn't work on the standby Christians. 
For Paul wrote to the Ephesian church and said, according to the power at work within us. I can say unto him and believe unto him if the power of God is working in me. If the Spirit of the Holy Spirit is abiding in my life. If the Holy Spirit is working in my life. If the Holy Spirit is, is making His way through my life on a day-to-day -day basis. And I'm, I'm being filled with His Spirit as the book of Acts talks about. Day by day, I'm walking with God. Day by day, I'm hearing His voice. Day by day, I'm having communion with Him. I'm afraid that we've got to the place in our Christian walk with God sometimes where we feel like that we don't need to halfway pray. We don't need to halfway read our Bibles. We don't need to halfway witness. We can, we can go to places we shouldn't be going to. We can be listening to things we shouldn't be listening to. We can be involved in things that we shouldn't be involved in. And we believe that we can just get down on our, our knees before the Lord and quote the scripture and it's going to happen to us. But Paul made it very clear, according to the power at work within us. Because if the power is working within us, then I have faith to believe that unto him he is able to do exceedingly more than ever thought or dreamed or imagined in our life. God is able to do exceedingly more than we could ever dream or think. Let's read Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now unto him who is able to do far more abundantly than all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. How many of you believe that this morning? How many of you got some things in your life that, that you need God to do? I believe every hand, every hand's going up. Read this verse over. I'm, I'm going to give you a, how many of you like homework? I hated homework. I go home and throw my books on the bed and go out and play ball the rest of the evening. I hated homework. But I'm going to give you one homework assignment this week. I want you to memorize verse Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. And every time something comes up in your life this week or something you may be wrestling with right now, I want you to quote this verse and I want you to quote it and quote it till you remember it, believing by faith, and let's read it one more time, now unto Him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. Praise the Lord. Lord. Let's stand as we pray this morning before Tammy uh, comes up. Praise the Lord. Take someone by the hand. Father, there is, there is nothing that we're facing right now in our life. God, I want that to ring loud. And I want that to ring very clear with every head bowed and every eye closed. That there is nothing that we're facing that's impossible with God. 
it's a broken marriage. It's not without fixing. If it's a wayward child, don't tell me God can't bring them home. If it's a health problem, I'm here to testify my own self that God is a healer. If it's anxiety and stress in your life, God is able to touch your mind this morning. If it's a mother and dad that you're that's got up in years and you're taking care of, God is able to give you strength to take care of them. If you just lost a loved one, my God is able to comfort you and to give you peace beyond anything you could think or imagine. The peace of God. If you've been called into ministry, which we all have to a certain degree, God is able to use you more than you could ever dream, think, or imagine, for He's able. I don't know what you might be looking at this morning. But I know this. That I serve a God that is more than able. And maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, I've been, my relationship with God is just not right, not really good right now. I'm just struggling. Would you put your hand up? Just slip it up and, and take it back down. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Praise God. Hallelujah. That's worth it all. It's worth the whole church service right there. It's worth it all. Father, I thank you for these saints of God. You're precious, God. Thank you for being in our presence this morning. Thank you for walking with us. Will you take... The words that I spoke in a very frail way, God, and I really don't feel like I come over like I wanted to, but God, would you take somehow what I said this morning? Would you let them remember it? Let it ring out in their ears this week that what they're facing, that you're able to accomplish it in their life. And God, the ones that need a fresh touch in their relationship with you. I believe as they raise their hands by faith that was a step that you're going to walk with them because you're able to do exceedingly more than we could ask, dream, or think or imagine for the power that worketh in us. Father, we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. You should just stay standing, and I'm going to ask Tammy if she will come up, and I'm going to ask.